BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Toast and Happy Hump Day. It doesn't feel like a hump day because I'm so far away from the girl whom I wish to hump. Her name is Jackie and she's on the other end. Hey, Jax. How you doing? I'm darn good. At least we can be together virtually on this hump day because we weren't supposed to be. Plans have changed around here. It's true. In case you don't, en caso de que, that's like my favorite thing to say in Spanish. En caso de que, so much better than in case. Yeah, it rolls off the tongue. En caso de que, it really does. So in caso de que, that you guys don't follow us on Instagram, you were probably expecting to see a gorgeous video and audio episode today with Hannah Burner. I'm not feeling great. I'm actually feeling a lot better than I was yesterday, but I just need to listen to my body like all the influencers I follow tell me to do. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm resting, I'm drinking tea. I'm definitely on the mend, but I just needed, I needed a minute. What are you eating? What am I eating? Did I say I was eating? You said you're resting, drinking tea, but you omitted what you are eating, which has been incalculable, incalculable and making you feel better. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, we should talk about that. So, yes, okay, I have fallen ill. And it, do we think the timing is suspicious on Monday after I ragged on soup? I do. I do think it's suspicious. Yeah, soup watching Monday's episode, side eye. Literally that evening, I'm like, mm, it's kind of tired, you know? Like, I'm like, mm, maybe I'm just, you know, tired. 100%. Yeah, no, soup was getting back at you and they were like, we're going to show you because now Claudia has fallen ill and she's taken to eating soup and she said not only is it very tasty, but it's making her feel better. So I didn't say it was tasty. I didn't say it was tasty. I think tasty. that you did. I think that you did no, say that. When you and I were chatting on the phone, I was like, by the way, I'm not feeling well, but like I just had some soup and I immediately felt better. Like it was actually crazy. So do you want to take back your slanderous words about soup and maybe they will lift the illness sooner so that you can come to Florida? Listen. I didn't say anything. I said. Do you stand by what you said? Or are you going to yes, apologize? I do stand by what I said. What I had said was that. Do better. You know, I don't. Do better. I, I said, it really does make you feel better. Like, it's so annoying because I don't love the taste. That's exactly how I feel. I'm never going to apologize for saying exactly how I feel. I feel like you were a bit harsher. Like, soup is disgusting. It is. But, okay, I think you learned your lesson. When I was drinking my consomme, just broth from Second Avenue Deli yesterday, I was like, this is gross. Okay. You're doubling down. Soup is going to come for you. Soup is going to come for you. Down. Don't you want to get I'm better? Speaking, I'm speaking my truth. I'm speaking my truth. But you have to get better because you're supposed to come see me tomorrow. And if you are sick, you can't come. Well, I got an IV last night. I'm feeling much better. What do you I have, by the way? 
What? Like, what do you have? What ails you? I don't know. I just, like, I have, like, exhaustion. I have, like, a little tickle in my throat. That that actually has went away. I've been drinking a lot of tea, a lot of fluids, a lot of liquid IV. I got an IV yesterday. Um, so I had, like, a little bit of, you could tell, I'm, like, a little nasally. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys can hear, like, my sexy, my sticky, sticky shows. Like, that kind of vibe. It's not super nasally, though. It's not like you're congested, correct? No, yeah. Like, I'm not crazy sick. I just, like, wasn't you're run down. well. Run down. I'm run down. I wasn't feeling well, so I did something crazy. I worked from home. Yeah. Um, are you okay with your text messages? You want to mute your computer while we're I podcasting? Did, I just put myself on Do Not Disturb because everyone just wants a piece of me. Uh, and that's just going to happen every time we do an audio-only episode. It's going to happen once, and then I'm going to turn it off. It's not a part of your routine to like mute your computer before we start. It is for me. No, I don't know because a part of me just feels like if I mute my computer, then like I'm going to be muted. Even right now, I didn't turn the volume off on my computer. I turned my my whole apparatus on Do Not Disturb. I'm always on Do Not Disturb when we podcast. Do Not Disturb is like a fabulous feature. It's a fabulous feature, but when you have children, you really need to be available to be disturbed. So... I'll be able to still see what's going on. Anyways, that's why it um, it keeps happening to me. So like, don't mama shame me. Thanks. Literally wasn't. I think you were kind of like unmama shaming. Maybe like that's what you happen when you have children. <laughs> <laughs> like that was the vibe. So fair. Don't twist it. Honestly, don't twist it. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, in terms of tomorrow, I am still planning on coming. I'll see how I feel when I wake up. But, like I do feel. Like, if I had to get on a plane right now, I would be fine. I just, like, wouldn't want to. Yeah. Okay, so take it easy. That's why we're doing audio only. It's so funny. We were, like, so excited to be back. You know, maternity leaves over. And now it's as if I'm pregnant again and we are audio onlying. I, I know. It's so stupid. Like, I can't say this enough times. Like, how maybe, maybe 5% of our listeners watch on YouTube. Like, mm-hmm. as long as you and I get an audio episode up, we, like, our jobs are done. Like, it's really just as done as a regular video but I feel so incomplete I hate podcasting from home I love being in the studio I feel like I do my best work yeah same something when about I'm like dressed up I look like a slob today I haven't washed my hair like yeah getting up getting dressed by the time we finish an audio only episode like I'm just in a pool of my own sweat weird yes podcasting yes. is such a sweaty endeavor and I'm not no. a huge sweater so it's like it's not like I just sweat while I'm sitting but when I sit in podcast Audio only, not in my studio. Yes, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Okay. Because when we podcast from home, we're using like pretty good mics, but they're not our studio mics. So we turn off our air conditioning. Like we make it a very, you know, quiet environment. So that is why when we're done podcasting from home, we're, I always have like literally a line of sweat between my thigh and my vagina. Okay, just want to say I don't turn off my AC. I didn't when I was pregnant because like I could, like I would have oh. overheated. And now I don't have noisy AC in my bedroom. So that's not the reason. I think the reason is when we're in, like at least for me, my um, contraption of computer, microphone, charger, mm-hmm. table on my bed is like all very precarious. And if I move... Mm. It could all crumble. So I literally have to sit in the same position for an hour straight. Like, and, and it's not a smart position. It's like my legs are tucked up. Like I'm sitting like yeah. W style. And then, you know, I get sweaty behind my knees and in every mm-hmm. crease that didn't move for one hour. No, that's, that's true. But also another reason it could be. <laughs> it's like all these devices, like you have like this microphone, they emit heat. They like do. computers emit heat. 
They do. Also, it just could be. <laughs> it just could be the very physical nature of what we do. Yeah, of the work. And if we weren't such gesticulators and talking with our hands and so emotive, maybe we wouldn't break a sweat. No, but maybe we, it's that's the gesticulation. It's the gesticulation. Yeah, I think so. Wow. We got to I'm the glad bottom we kind of, of got to the bottom of that. Yeah. So that's why we're podcasting from home. Um, it's going to be a great episode, though. It's still Wednesday. We've actually got great stories of VMAs we were on last night. I watched most of them. And we have Dear Toasters, really good ones. And we have an update, too. Can't wait. I haven't done a Dear Toasters in a while. I guess I know. not since before maternity leave. So I'm happy and excited to help our girlies out. I was excited to get Hannah Burner helping people. I feel like she would have given funny advice. But I have rebooked her, everyone. Don't worry. I believe it's the first week of October. I can't remember exactly. But she's coming back. Don't worry. Like, we, we got it done. Great. And you just got a little extra Jackson Quad original recipe this week, and we'll still be doing the show together on Friday. So it all works out. Basically, what we're trying to say is that all's well that ends well. But I'm in a new hell every time. See, I wasn't going to bring up that part because I'm not in a new hell. I'm with my girly. Like, what's better than that? It's so true. Speaking of your girly, we need to address something. (laughs) Yeah, I literally, we both said it at the same exact time. The highlights from yesterday is what we're going over. And one of them was I sent Claudia a gift to her home because I saw these items online. I felt that Turdy needed them. They were so turdy. And you know me, I like to just send a little gift here and there when I see something that makes me think of someone. When you see something, you say something. When I see something, I buy something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I sent Trudy like a little care package of things from Bloomingdale's because that's literally her second residence. Yes. And one thing that they had was a pickleball paddle. They did a collab with Recess. So I just was like, oh, these items are so turdy. I'm thinking of her. Sent a little note in my order. Sent it off. Mm. And I was so excited for you to receive it. I opened my phone yesterday. I go to your Instagram story and she posts the pickleball paddle saying, thank you, Bloomingdale's in recess. Okay. Let's start from the beginning. I immediately was like, oh my God, no, I sent you that. But then I actually thought it was such a turdy specific gift that maybe they gifted it to you too. And I'm, you know, the schmuck who bought it for you. Right. So let me just tell you from my POV. Okay. Like the aftermath, of course, I'm humiliated that my first instinct would be like oh my god the brands of the world are trying to get to turdy like I'm so self-involved like that tracks I didn't even delete it because it's so accurate of like how high I think of myself honestly second of all in my defense a few things like a week ago I had posted that I wanted to get my own pickleball paddle and like what brands did people recommend so I figured like this was a direct result of that Instagram story first of all Second of all, I'm going to blame Bloomingdale's here. Their note system is not great. You know how like when you order online, you get a return label. It's like printed on a sticker. Mm -hmm. So you just peel the sticker off and you place it when you want to return stuff. The note was literally at the bottom of a sticker. I was like, it looked just like gibberish, like a tracking number. Like I didn't even look at it. I just threw it right away. Yeah, that's not right. Because I did specify this is a gift. I would like to write a message. And that's how it came. No, yeah, and like it was gift wrapped now that I think about it. But I figured, you know, the, the marketing brand. department. Yeah, they want to put their best foot forward. Impress Turdy. And then furthermore, there wasn't just a pickleball paddle in there. There was a t-shirt 
that appeared to be like some sort of merch for the restaurant that is on the seventh floor of Bloomingdale's called 40 Carrots. They have the best ice cream in the city and I eat there probably four or five times a week. Right. So I was like, oh, they obviously have come to know me as a regular. I never get any special treatment there, but I'm like, you know what? I like kind of put this place on the map. Like I'm actually, I didn't put it on the map. I'm keeping it on the map because it's always been on the map. And I'm just like, oh, it's so nice to finally be recognized. Maybe I can like, you know, cut a line here and get there Get a free now. ice cream. I thought I was really like becoming VIP at Bloomingdale's 40 Carats. So I'm like, oh, my time has finally come. I didn't even question it. For my POV, I saw the pickleball paddle. I was like, Claudia has to have this. And I was looking, they're having like their 50th anniversary, like Bloomingdale's Bazaar, where they mm-hmm. had all of these brands design items that have the Bloomingdale's like logo or iconic Bloomingdale's things. It was like four pages of things. And like you are obsessed with Bloomingdale's. So I went through every single page like looking for the right gift for you. So I saw this 40 carats t-shirt, which you eat at 40 carats every single day. I was like, she has to have that. And it's like really cute embroidered with a frozen yogurt. Little ice cream cone. And the pickleball paddle. So for me, I guess that's how much it was like the perfect gift for you that like so many different people, it it was going to find its way to you no matter the avenue. Well, let me say, and I feel like this is most important. Thank you. Like you're in the throes of postpartumhood and you're thinking of me. Like I honestly, I'm so blessed. Like I really am. You're such a great sister. It's such a great gift. I cannot wait. I might bring my pickleball paddle down to Florida with me in case you want to apply. Oh my God, yes. Oh my God, but you're going to just be so much more stylish than me. I just wanted to say thank you. Like it's really, it's an amazing gift. Now, why, we need to talk about like my obsession with Bloomingdale's. Like why? I mean, my obsession with the restaurant is not even a question. It is the premier restaurant. I do have some notes for them and every time I go in there, I try and like find a manager because I really feel like they should start serving French fries. I think it would really change like the landscape of like, they're known for, like, sandwiches, wraps, and salads. And what is better? What's more girl dinner than, like, a salad with fries? I really feel if they had fries, the restaurant would, like, have a whole new era. I understand, but I also understand why they don't have fries. My issue with 40 Carats these days is the quality control. Like, so many times we'll get lunch, and it's like, you can tell this was not made with love, that this was actually made with hate. It's really disgusting. Like, I'll get a veggie burger on top of a salad, like, uh, with my salad. And the veggie burger's, like, still frozen a little bit. So, the it, lettuce is, the lettuce is browning. Okay. Like, let there me just are dates, like, literally, there's because we're two not types. Because we're sound appealing. There's two types of 40 carrot days. Like, the ones where it is the best restaurant ever. Like, everything is fresh and healthy and good. And the ones where it was just made with hate. Hate-filled yeah, no. food. But I feel like if people like aren't from New York or they haven't heard of 40 Hertz, like it's important to know like when you and I were in high school, like there was not a cooler, better restaurant. Like it was in its heyday, the place to be. And it was always delicious. And now it's just kind of like. But by the way, it's really just like a lunch spot. It's not a restaurant like don't be making reservations for dinner. It's like a cafeteria. cafeteria. Yeah. But it just has like a good menu and like good energy. I can't explain it, but it's like a very Jewish restaurant. Like they serve like tuna salad, chicken salad, egg salad. Like it's very Jewish. And in its heyday, like it was supreme. And it's definitely not as popular as it once was. And like I feel very strongly like that it needs to come back full force. I do think the French fries would change the game for them. And you know what? Like, okay, I'll offer it my services. Like they need to like collab with an influencer. Like they need to do something to get themselves back on the map. Like I was thinking like last time I was there, I was like, we need to have like the turdy meal on the menu where you get like a large Diet Coke, uh, my favorite wrap, grilled chicken Caesar wrap. 
and a froyo on the side and it's like sold as a meal kind of how like travis scott did at like bloomingdale's i mean at <laughs> mcdonald's like i really i i feel like an investor in 40 carats maybe they'll let you invest but i don't know the turning like, they can like, do better i just don't understand do why better. i can't order a salad a wrap and a froyo no you can you can but it wouldn't be the turning meal that's true but the turning like i feel like when you're gonna do a custom meal it has to be like a little more custom no, it has to be, like, a little better, but, like, I eat crap, so that's what you're going to get. Yeah. No, there's a lot that they could do, and they don't do. And I just want to know what the difference is between the days where the food is made with love and made with hate. Like, is it a different chef? Like, is it – Right. Is it just, like, you know, the last day of the groceries, and they're getting no, fresh del- delivery tomorrow? It's, it's so true. Like, when Jackie was on bed rest, but she was in New York, like, pretty much three or four times a week I would come over and bring lunch because I was having lunch but like either by myself or meeting a friend always had lunch at 40 carats and then I'd be like Jackie I'm gonna bring you something because I was coming over to her house anyway and I would literally walk in and she would be like was it a day that it was made with love or was it a day that it was made with hate and like based on what you ate I knew how mine was gonna taste and that was always correct so they just like need to, like they need to get it together I'm hoping that this podcast can be some sort of impetus for them to just revamp Re- refresh refresh and I know, I know that it's called 40 carrots and I know that like carrots are a really important part of their brand for some reason. So they have to serve every meal with that soggy carrot salad. But like, I'm just here to tell you as a brand like enthusiast, you don't, like you don't have to put that slop on the plate. You don't. Damn. But you do need to put the pretzel rod. <clears throat> oh, that's the other thing. And one thing they're known for, like if you order a salad, they always serve it. it makes the salad really tolerable. They serve it with like a really warm pretzel roll. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're not warm these days, which is just unacceptable. And now it's just very much like a lottery. You get a salad. There might be a pretzel roll. There might not be. Like it needs to be more uniform. And the pretzel rolls could use a few more flakes of salt. Salt, yes. And and maybe like they could offer a dipping sauce on the side, like a little mustard. Ooh, I really feel – and like maybe it would behoove them to have like an appetizer – with like warm pretzel rolls with like cheese, like mamma's beer okay, cheese. Now like, we're getting like fat. Okay, okay, yeah, it is and supposed to be like a healthy restaurant. It's a healthy restaurant. So no, mamma's beer cheese will not be on the menu. <laughs> okay, whatever. I'm just saying like a little ingenuity wouldn't hurt. And I hope that this podcast can be a catalyst for somebody high up at 40 carats. A catalyst for change. We're nothing if not a catalyst for change. And you know what we'd be looking for? A carrot list for change. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. I actually really feel really important. good that we got that off our chests. I agree. I feel like we need to get into the stories. Yeah. Because that's what we're here to do. You're 100% right. And it is like, what we're here to Turdy's do. Turdy's under the weather, so we can't be like taking all of her time. We need her to rest and recover. I mean, like, as always, the toast does have restorative properties. Like, I'm just feeling, I'm feeling good. Well, that's the thing about feeling not sick, but when you're feeling a little run or under the weather, sometimes. Mm-hmm festering in it is like the worst thing you can do and you've got to kind of like get up and and urge your body into moving forward like yesterday I definitely needed to be in bed all yes. day like that was rest I, is key. you're right maybe like a little walk today yeah just like don't overwork yourself but sometimes you need to like coerce your body into feeling better but only yeah. at, like not if you're well and truly sick like do you have a fever or anything no Hmm, it's giving. I'm like I, I'm, it's giving I'm like downplaying. No, I'm like downplaying. <laughs> the way I'm explaining it, they're gonna be like, "Girl, like, why didn't Hannah Burner come on the podcast? Like, you're fine." And like, I'm not. No, she's but not. Like, you guys, I can attest because I know that she would never ask me to do a third episode in a week. Like, if she really I would never. didn't need my assistance. 
Thank you, Jackie. I stand with Turdy. And I would never, ever electively eat soup. So true. And she, you guys, I saw her soup. She didn't even eat the noodles. I know. Did, was that crazy? Like the court? But was it the Ozempic? Oh, you know what? What day is Ozempic. it today? Wednesday. So it's due day. It's do or die day. And I was thinking, I'm like, will taking my Ozempic make me feel worse or better? I wasn't chancing it, though. I took it. Oh, my God. You're funny. But also, you haven't had those, like, physical side effects of Ozempic like others. No. And, and I don't feel nauseous. I haven't, like, thrown up or anything. Yeah. Is it just so liberating that we can just talk about Ozempic in everyday life? Yeah. I think I thought it would feel, like, a little bit more liberating. I just now I'm very conscious of, like, not being annoying. Yeah. Well, that's and, like every, every time day. I do we, talk. Every day we have to be conscious of that. I know. But every time I do talk about it, like, I am, you know <clears> – <throat> being painted as you know a murderer of diabetics which is just of course inaccurate and are unfair. you i haven't seen oh that. yeah oh yeah what are especially they like on, on the re- anytime i post like a reels or a tiktok they're like you're so disgusting hmm but like do your research or as i would say educate yourself once again i stand with turdy as one should. Anyone who doesn't stand with Trudy is more often than not on the wrong side of history. It's so true. History now, I can't stands. speak for Trudy. I can't speak for Trudy. History stands with Trudy. No, the more things change, the more Trudy stays the same. That's true. Look, at you're still in your apartment. <gasps> Shut up. Oh, you know what? I haven't updated everyone. What's going on, on? Because I said I would devote my maternity leave to finding a new apartment and I did you did oh my god she saw so many apartments my husband kept meeting up with her to like see yeah Zach was so helpful honestly I'm he grateful he, and he's very good at like design like furniture placement you know yeah um I saw a bunch there were a few contenders I actually ended up putting an offer in on three of them two of the offers were brutally rebuffed one of them was accepted and I was like in the process of like applying formally when I realized like I didn't even like the apartment and so I'm back to square one I did end up extending my current lease a little bit so I could have a little bit more time so I I now have like another month um which was very gracious of my landlord to do for me I'm still looking I'm still looking and I like I'm so dead set on seeing the snow by Christmas and what's upsetting is the apartment that I did get accepted for had great see the snow by Christmas energy like the windows and the views were beautiful wide open spaces but it wasn't me you know I do know so is there a chance that you don't move at all I mean there's always a chance of anything you know but um no like I'm committed I really am and I do want to move it's like really important to me I check every day okay but you know the median, the average rate in New York City for rent is $5,500. That's crazy. It, that's up like $2,500 from like a couple of years ago. Like it's crazy. The market is insane. Like you would die if you saw some of the apartments that I've seen. I'm like, I literally want to look the broker in the face be like, are you kidding? But then literally I get an email the next day. It's gone. Like people are actually paying these prices. It's so crazy. No, I don't know what to do, Jax. Like I don't know what to do. Florida's calling. Oh, girl, get out of here. Just think about it. I'll set up some tours while you're here. No, I mean, I'll move in with you. I'm not buying my own house. That's like so unnecessary. You have a house. Olivia has a house. <laughs> I have to get my own house to live in. Like, my God, just let me let me live with you. You could live with me. By the Honestly? Way. Why not? No, and your house is kind of set up with like two really big bedrooms. Yeah, really two masters. No, the thing is, like, I would do it in 
an actual second, we could never get the boys to agree. They'd be like, this is so stupid because they don't understand sisterhood. And you know what they would say? They would say, screw screw sisterhood. sisterhood. That That is the only hurdle because you would do it. No, of course. And then I wouldn't even need to have my own kids because I'd have yours. Like, it's everything. It honestly would solve all your problems. I'm obsessed. And, like, all of our, like, expenses would be split. Joint. We go to work every day upstairs. Yeah. Jackie, we should really, like, put together a PowerPoint presentation. And then, by the way, like, think of, like, think of our, our line of work, like, we would be like those sisters who live together. Like even people who don't know us, they'd be like, yeah, they're sisters and they live together and they have a podcast. Like it's really good. You should listen. Like it's crazy that they live together. Like, and they're married and they live together. Right, right, right. Like, and they share kids. Like that would be our thing. Yeah, I think it would be really good for business. Also, mm-hmm. not to get crazy, but like if we are doubling up and I'm happy to have you move in with me and I would, you know, foot the bill. Of course. For no reason, just because you don't want to pay. But we could, like, look into getting a bigger house. Why? We we wouldn't have to go elsewhere. Let's build an extension. Oh, yeah. We could build an extension. But, no, like, now we're, like, you know, we could work with our two budgets put together. We could see what's out there. We should definitely – this is so compelling. Like, we should just definitely think about making, like, some sort of PowerPoint presentation. And I don't – Like, why? Why isn't it okay for, like, married adults to live with, like, their close friends or family? Like, why? I don't know. I don't know. And I, it shouldn't have to be, like, that much to convince Ben. Like, he could golf every day. Yeah. I Honestly, I think I'd have a harder time convincing him to plunge into Florida over living with my sister. Like, he's known me so long at this point. Like, it's not the craziest thing I've ever suggested. Right. But the plunging into Florida part, it's crazy that that's so hard for him to ever accept because <clears throat> golf – yeah I mean but you know Ben's also very family oriented his family lives here like I understand but I do think maybe there's something there and I'd I'd like I'd say we'd come back you know to to New York once a month but where would you stay would you keep your apartment no that defies the purpose if you're if you're letting me live for free (laughs) yeah I'd keep my apartment but that like really defies the purpose because then why don't you just come on down right now and then we never have to tell our husbands it's just a really long stay of turdies Right, right, right. All right, you know what? We'll flush out this idea. We'll keep working through it. Yeah, but I love I love where your head's at. Me too. Are you ready for the Fast Five stories that you need to know? Today's episode is also brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Did you know that if you're an employer who's hiring, the average cost per hire is $4,700? If you're investing that much money into each new hire, you want to get it right. So what's the most effective way for you to find the best people for your roles? It's ZipRecruiter. And see for yourself. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com toast. And experience the value ZipRecruiter brings to hiring. So ZipRecruiter lets you try before you commit. There's no cost to try ZipRecruiter. You can post jobs for free so you can see for yourself how effective ZipRecruiter is at helping you hire. They also help you find more qualified candidates faster. Once you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology works quickly to identify whose skills and experience meet meet your match. ZipRecruiter will send you a list of available great matches so your job for, for your job so you can review the top ones and they're giving you the power to zero in on top talent. So if you've got your eye on an excellent candidate, ZipRecruiter lets you reach out to them directly. So you can easily send candidates you're really interested in a personal invitation to apply. It'll help your job stand out amongst the competition. So whatever you're hiring for, check out ZipRecruiter. It's simple. 
They help you get hiring right. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself. Go to the exclusive link of ZipRecruiter.com slash toast to try ZipRecruiter for free before you commit. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash toast. ZipRecruiter.com slash T-O-A-S-T. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Thank you, ZipRecruiter, for sponsoring today's episode. Thank you so much. Our first story is a little VMAs recap. The VMAs, MTV's VMAs, were on last night. And there were some big headlines. There were some big stars in the mix. Yes, there were. Yeah. So first, we had Justin Timberlake and Megan Thee Stallion looking like they were fighting backstage. But a source says there was zero fight. So this video like went viral very quickly where it looks like Megan Thee Stallion and it, Justin by the way, Timberlake... It really did look like that the, that they were fighting. Yeah, like they were having words and Joey Fatone like is kind of, you know, and mediating. Justin like ran Justin ran away, which is so Justin. Yeah, so in the crowded area backstage, Megan is seen uh, getting glam while members of NSYNC pass. Justin smiling leans in to say something to her, and Megan responds, pointing her finger emphatically. So it looked like it could be an argument, but the source said there was zero fight. He had said, it's so nice to meet you, and she said, no, no, this don't count, this don't count, we gotta meet proper. It was very cute, the source says. So I guess she was just being emphatic about the fact that like we need to meet. She's apparently a really big fan of Justin. And she posted a video with him after, I think maybe like an after party like laughing about it so I believe that there is no beef but when I was watching I just like hate Justin Timberlake yeah so I just assume everyone else (laughs) yeah no and I assume the worst in him and honestly I feel like last night was actually like a really interesting indication of where Justin Timberlake is in his life because I feel like at, at his peak he got the video vanguard award like he there was a time where people were like, he's the next Michael Jackson. Like, he was so... And he, sync wasn't even the shit on his shoe to him. Like, he was so... Thought he was so much better than them. And I feel like he's definitely had, like, a fall from grace. Not only did he just, like, have a kind of a flop era with his music, but also, you know, those pictures of him cheating on his wife. Like, he's just... And, and, and then the Britney stuff and the every documentary paints him as a monster. So he's definitely in his humble era. And him getting back together with NSYNC was a clear indicator of that. Not only does he not think he's too good, he could probably use that sort of, you know, undying love from America. And I thought it was interesting. Yeah, so he reunited with NSYNC to present Taylor with her award and she was freaking out. I guess she was a big NSYNC fan. She should hang out with Olivia. <laughs> oh, I literally can't with you. <laughs> and if you don't know what Jackie's talking about, feel free to read my book. It's literally so good. And you will hear about how diabolically insane Jackie and Olivia were growing up about NSYNC and Backstreet Boys to the point where like it tore our family apart. And Jackie clearly still holds some resentment to Olivia for being like queen of NSYNC because Jackie was queen of Backstreet Boys. Yeah, no, just like if you're going to be into NSYNC, like you should talk to Olivia because she's into <laughs> NSYNC. She I, is. I, like it's always so crazy when Taylor like geeks out over people who are just like That was kind of a not major her. theme. That was a major theme of the night because the VMAs does this thing where there's like a audience camera the whole time you can watch feeds on MTV.com of like what Selena Gomez is doing while Olivia Rodrigo is performing. And it's actually very interesting. Um, so we got a lot of content. We saw, you know, her Taylor Swift like singing her heart out to Demi Lovato, which I find so interesting. Like Taylor and I, like we're similar ages. Like we all grew up in like the... Demi Lovato like we all know if I ever did that I think I'd have a heart attack like it's just so crazy to me because like 
comparatively question mark but then also there were so many conflicting dynamics at the um vmas that i was obsessed with like of course olivia rodrigo and taylor swift like olivia rodrigo can do as many interviews as she wants saying there's no beef like you will never convince me that there's not there is no there is beef because they were so obsessed with each other on top of each other and now it's radio silence not only radio silence, like Sabrina Carpenter is like a Taylor Swift buddy buddy. She was sitting next to her all night. So then this Sabrina Carpenter, Olivia Rodrigo dynamic I found very interesting. Then Selena was there, which we love. We feel like we never see Selena at award shows like this. But we now she has her single, I Am Single. Right. Single, single soon. soon. So she's got to do the circuit. But like her and Demi Lovato, Demetria, like there's beef there. I just felt like there were so many. Like I wasn't expecting so many actual like A-listers to show up. Yeah. And I always I, I always get surprised that um, Taylor, like, pretty much always goes to the VMAs. And I feel like she really, like, wouldn't have to. But then I was thinking this morning, like, I feel like she – and she appeared to have such a great time last night. The fan cameras were, like, staring at her the whole time. She was getting drunk. She was drinking red wine. She was drinking vodka soda. She was dancing. Like, she was really having a good time. And I feel like she's doing, like, everything to replace her former memories of the VMAs, like, with Kanye. And that's why she goes every year. And when you think of it through that lens, like, I kind of understand. Um, But, yes, it is shocking for her to, like, geek out over people who are, like, meh. Yeah. I feel like she goes to, like, certain award shows that (sighs) might seem like, oh, not somewhere she would go. But because she might have, like, a good relationship with MTV, just like with iHeartRadio, and she knows it's going to be, like, a good environment for her, and she knows what to expect. Yeah, and she's, like, protected. And it's also just about, like, what she has going on at the time. Like, sometimes when she's in, you know, quiet mode, you won't see her anywhere. But, like, you still got to do – Yeah, you have to do the circuit, you know? The work. The industry. She has to put in the work. It's the industry. It's the industry. What other headlines came out about? um, So she swept the VMAs, making history with the most video of the year wins. Cool. Uh, Anything else that you wanted to mention? Um, Yeah. I feel like when I watch the VMAs, I really realize like how um, little music I actually listen to. You know, like obviously I knew like all the pop singers – but there's so many other genres and like I just feel I, it kind of makes me feel old. Were there a lot that you didn't know? Like so many K-pop bands. I didn't even heard of I, I, there was like a category of K-pop. I had not heard except for Blackpink. I had not heard of one of the other bands like and the one who won I hadn't even heard of. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's just like it's a young girl's game. It is a young girl's game. It's tough. Yeah, I didn't. Kelsey I didn't Ballerini. Kelsey Ballerini was there making um, headlines. She came with Chase. It was her birthday. They looked really cute, matching in red. And she gave a gorgeous performance of Penthouse. And they were making out on the carpet. Yeah, no, like they're obsessed with each other. Like it's nice. But there was also rumors that they had broken up. Oh, I didn't hear that. I did. Don't ask me where. Oh my God, Jackie, are you like at the center of the rumor mill? Um, Yeah, I am. I'm really deep into it. I hadn't heard that they had broken up, but they haven't. So that's good. No, they haven't. Going strong. Happy birthday, Kelsey. It was actually like a really fabulous award show. Um, Like, and so many like actually, like actual stars showed up, which I just found shocking. I feel like Selena like never goes to stuff like that. So it was fabulous to see her. She also got memed like a thousand times. She like was just like kind of had like a mug on the whole time. And then she posted on her Instagram story like, I'm tired of being a meme. So like I kept my face like that the whole time. So you guys like couldn't make. And of course they, they still did. That's unfortunate. You just want to be able to live. So I like the idea of like these fan cameras, but it's yeah. really like being in a fishbowl. 
Yeah, and then you is. think that they're acting the whole time because they know they're being watched and no one wants to have like the wrong reaction. Or they do so want to go viral so they have a reaction. It's just so funny like when Taylor shows up somewhere like it becomes Taylor Swift's bat mitzvah, you know? Yeah. It must be like such a nice like benefit of her life. Yeah, I watched You're So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah. Oh, what did you think? I thought it was really cute. Right? Yeah, and it's really cute that she's his daughter. So was the other daughter. Yeah, no, I know, but it's a movie's about Stacey. And the friend's mom? I know, is his wife. Is his wife, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure you know. Yeah, it was really, um, it was really cute. It was funny. It was funny, and I and, liked like, it. And, like, parts of it were so accurate. Yeah. Me and Ben were, like, really dying over Sarah Sherman, like, the conservative female rabbi. Obsessed. No, like, that person actually exists. Like, I can't explain it. It was the way she dressed. Like, it was perfection. Yeah. I actually Googled her because she looked so familiar, but I didn't know who she was. And I thought she was so good. And I was like, who is this person? And she's, she's from new SNL. to SNL. She's she new girly. Really she's making splashes. She was really good. <laughs> yeah. It was cute. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Me too. <laughs> Um, okay, next story, even though what I wanted to say was the VMAs were like canceled a few months ago because of the... No. No, the other ones were. That was movie and TV awards, which are SAG. Right, because then I was like, how are we having an award show? Music, totally different. Who hosted last night? That's a good question. Like, was there a host? Was it Nicki Minaj? No, I don't know. Huh. The world may never but like know. They, but actually, they don't have any writers. If there's no host and there's no writers, then they're not violating the strike. Right. So actually, I don't think there was a host. Okay. So now I could segue into one of two stories. And both segues would be really good. But Oh, wait. Also, they're about the strike, correct? Strike adjacent. Okay. I saw some people saying, like, enough with the strike news. And I just want to know, does everyone feel that way? Because, like, I'm down to stop talking about it. I don't particularly care. Well... I I could go like enough with the strike news when it's like small updates about what Fran said versus Bob. But you know what? Now you've chosen my segue for me because Drew Barrymore is facing yes. some backlash for resuming her show amid the strike. She has been dropped as the National Book Awards host after her talk show resumed the strike. So Drew Barrymore has been dropped as the host of the upcoming National Book Awards ceremony a day after her talk show taped its first episode since the Hollywood strike began. Quote, the National Book Awards is an evening dedicated to celebrating the power of literature and the incomparable con contributions of writers to our culture, the National Book Foundation said in a statement. In light of the announcement that Drew Barrymore will resume production, the National Book Foundation has rescinded Miss Barrymore's invitation to host the 74th National Book Awards ceremony. Oh, my God. Reading that statement, I just have so many thoughts. Like, <laughs> No, it's like really Karen-y. First thought, I'm available to host the National Book Awards. <laughs> And I think that I would be an amazing host for the I National agree. Book Awards. I agree. However, the following things I might say might get my invitation rescinded from because hosting the like National Book Awards. Because this is like loser behavior from like loser. nobody asked the Book Awards to get Major involved. Major loser behavior. Who even knew she was hosting them? She keeps getting all these hosting gigs taken away from her. No wonder she has to go back to her show. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> And the most controversial thing that I'll say that really I will not be hosting the National Book Awards is that I don't necessarily disagree with Drew Barrymore's decision to go back to her show and to resume production. Well, the interesting thing is, is that she is compliant 
This is not considered crossing the picket line because she will not have writers writing on her show. She will not have celebrities coming on to promote projects. Like she's following the rules. So for her to be punished when you could disagree with her, but in reality, she is not crossing the picket line. For the books to get involved, I don't know how the books apply here, first of all. Like, objection, relevance. No, because it's like writers. We support writers. Oh, like book writers. Too. Okay. Actually, yeah, writing. I see the connection. Okay. I see the connection. I take that back. Um, but she's really not breaking any rules. I think you could argue the merits, you know, ethically if you're in SAG. You could go on and on about what you would do. But at the end of the day, she made a decision. I would love to know her true reasoning for making the decision because she doesn't seem like the type of person to intentionally do something controversial. Like, no. she's not a brave person like that, you know? No. So she's an industry girly. She plays right. by the rules and she's very well liked and she doesn't really, you know, she doesn't need to she doesn't make outside. trouble. She doesn't make trouble, nor does she really need to. She's got, like, her her brand is being lovable. So right. I think so she has... out of character. Or it's in character and she has, you know, good decent reasons for resuming her show like there are a lot of other there are a lot of people who work on her show who won't be working like there there's just so much that goes into it and that and see that's my question that that's my question so it's possible like she wants you know PAs camera operators hair and makeup like she wants people to get back to work and so they can feed their families but if they're in SAG how are they working like I don't get it talk shows quote-unquote talk shows actually I think I know the answer to my own question Talk shows are their own category. It's like kind of similar to Unscripted a little bit mm-hmm. where they are technically not picketing, but I think a lot of shows are standing in solidarity, but they aren't required to picket. So if you wanted to bring your show back and bring back everyone except the writers, you could start getting all of your employees paid. And I have to imagine that's why she's doing it. Or, you know, the network said if you don't do your show, you're not you're going to lose your show. And it's not just about her, but it is about all those people who are employed. Like, I think she has probably good reasons. I choose to give people the benefit of the doubt and not just think Fair. that she's wanting to be selfish and bring her show back. Also, this article notes that she employs at least three writers who are members of the Writers Guild. And those writers are picketing outside CBS. Yes. So it's not her entire staff. And I just think the National Book Awards... It's not the decision I would... I think they're wrong for this. Interesting. I agree, I think. Yeah. Like, I feel like Drew Barrymore did not do a good job of explaining... She released a statement. Yeah. And I felt like her statement was a whole bunch of bullshit. Like, we released our show in sensitive times. We're global atrophy. Like, I don't fucking know. Like, just, just tell us. Like, what's the reason? Like, you want people to get paid? I actually respect that immensely and I think we're at a a point in the strike now where like it's gone on for so long and it's really really affecting people's abilities to like keep you know food on the table for their families and SAG is doing their best and I know a lot of people have donated a lot of money but there's like a hundred thousand people in SAG and most of them are not rich so now it's at the point where like they really do need to strike a deal because there's power of course in striking but at some point, like, people are going to get desperate and start taking non They have to work. Right, right. That's what I was thinking when we were talking on Monday when you were saying it's going to go on until January. How can it go on until January for everyone? For everyone, right. Right. I don't know. So I feel like we might start to see more and more people who are kind of on the fringe of the strike because also that's the other thing. It's like that's like I Jessica feel like the, Chastain, by the, the way. The lines of the strike are a little blurry in terms of, like, there's the clear thing, like, clear 
intentions of the strike but then there's other people who are like not doing stuff in support of the strike but not necessarily because it would be crossing the picket line so I feel like some of those people on the on the fringe or some of those projects might start to resume because they will have to no and and I think like Drew Barrymore is just kind of like a trailblazer in in that actually it would be Jessica Chastain because she like a few days before was like starting drama with the Venice Film Festival but it is interesting to see like huge players like Jessica Chastain and Drew Barrymore doing what they think is best yeah and it's important to know neither one of them have technically crossed the picket line people are just mad at them yeah people don't agree with what they're doing even though what they're doing is completely in compliance it's not it's not scab what's the word it's not scab it's not scab it's just like not necessarily in the most solidarity with the strike right but that's more of like but an everybody has thing. to have I, no. But I, I everyone has to have their reasons, right? Jessica we got Drew. their reasons, just, just like, like Drew, just like <laughs> Drew. Also, these are two people who very much play the Hollywood game. They're not right. mavericks. controversial. No, so they've got their reasons, and I'm sure they right. make a lot of sense. And they're just are doing a poor job of explaining themselves. Drew Barrymore definitely did a poor job. But that's so Drew. She doesn't talk in specifics. No, she's so. We launched our show in sensitive times. We've got a lot right. of love. Right. We have stories to tell. That's so Drew. So Drew. And one thing about Drew, Drew is gonna Drew. Drew be Drewbin. Drew be Drewbin. I had one more thing to say about. Oh, not about the strike, but it just took my mind there. Did you guys talk about Aaron Rodgers yesterday? We did. I'm in shock. Like, I'm, that's just sucks. No, no, it's so Jets. The one thing about the Jets, the Jets gonna be Jetson. Like, it's the <laughs> most Jets thing ever. Like, the loseriest team in the NFL finally gets a fighting fucking chance in hell. Day one, minute one, over. Obsessed. No. It's so New York. It's so New York. It's so New York. And it's it's really funny, except for the fact that, like, Aaron is extremely injured. Of and, course. You know, it won't be able to play. But he will be getting his $45 million. Don't worry. I know. But you know Aaron. No, he's not like a corner cutter. No, and he's not a money grabber. Like, I think he's in it for the love of the sport. Perhaps, yeah. Right? We really don't know him that well. No, but the vibe I get from him. It's fair. Because he was with Shailene. Right. And if you're with Shailene, you can't be in it for the money. It's so true. (laughs) But... I'm like Rafua Shlema Aaron. I just like that no, made me but, like, like you don't understand. So, like, like honestly, there's nothing to say except it sucks. <laughs> no, it's literally the most depressing thing ever. Especially like the first game, it was on 9/11. He ran out. Oh my big, god, Zach showed me the video. American flag. It was like New York 9/11 flag. America. Woo-hoo-hoo! Like it was honestly, I watched it. I got a little teary. I'm like, oh man, New York is back. Like five minutes later, dead on the field. Like dead. Literally, it's so. It's so Jets. Like, you couldn't have written a more New York Jets tale if you tried. Yeah. I just, I felt bad about that. It's definitely something to feel bad about. Do you think Aaron, like, hates the guy who tackled him? Mm, that's, <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing question, actually. Like, no, because I think it was, like, a totally legal tackle. But the, like, the field was slippery because it was raining. Was it? It was raining. And, like, Aaron's just kind of... It's like a little older, you know. Maybe you can't withstand those types of tackles. I don't know. I, or, or, you know, the tackle, just he came for his Achilles. His right. Achilles heel. 
do you think Aaron Rodgers is like in physical therapy right now listening to State of Grace? Because you know he loves Taylor Swift. Yes, I do. I could actually see him like I could. This is how I see it going down. Kelly Teller, wife of Miles, good friend of Aaron, texts him and being like, I can't even imagine how difficult this time is for you. I'm thinking of you. I, I think this song would make you feel better. And she just sends him a Spotify link to um, State of Grace. And he's listening to it during physical therapy, getting his stretches. And he's, wow, this is a really great, empowering song. And then the bridge comes. You my Achilles heel. And he knew all along why Kelly sent him that song. And it brings a tear to his eye. And he finds the courage, the courage. to heal in record time getting back on the field next week. Not next week, but maybe the mm, – Maybe sometime no, this season. I feel like the Achilles is like a career-ending injury. It's not a good one. And I can't imagine like And that's why to- Taylor said, you're my Achilles heel. Yeah, no, because it kind of like takes down the whole body. But it also right. supports the whole body. It's That's the point of being an Achilles heel. It goes both ways. Right. Um, but I think it would also be really hard to like be at the doctor's office or like in physical therapy and having to describe how about your heel without and having to say the words my Achilles heel without singing it. If you know that song, you cannot say the word Achilles heel without singing <laughs> it. would be like, Doc, I'm feeling a lot better, but my Achilles heel still really hurts. So true. So he's struggling with that too. Breaking out into song. <laughs> no. T- <laughs> and uh, by the way, that is something I've, you know, historically struggled with. And if Aaron needs a shoulder to cry on, you know, a mic to sing into, I'm always here for him. Because, you know, us New York girlies got to stick together. Totally. Oh. <sighs> ma, Aaron. Refuah ma. Refuah ma. Are you ready for our next story? If it's our next story that's brought to you by Modern Fertility. Think back to sex ed for a moment. You probably learned all about how to prevent pregnancy. But what about how to plan for it? We've always been big fans of planning ahead, you know, scheduling trips months in advance, plotting out our next career moves, figuring out what we're doing for dinner while we're still eating breakfast. But personally, I've never thought much about planning for kids. We're supposed to go to the OBGYN once a year for our annual checkups, but checking in with our fertility isn't usually a thing we do until we're ready for kids or if we're struggling to get pregnant. So the traditional guidance for fertility has been just wait and see, but now we have tools to help us plan and track for everything in our lives, wellness, financing, career, school. So why is fertility still a wait and see? That's why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within six business days. So you'll get insight into your hormone levels, like your ovarian reserve, aka if you have more or fewer eggs than average for your age, and other important factors that can impact your fertility. The results will go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also download the results to review with your doctor for next steps. Traditional hormone testing at a fertility clinic can cost over $600, but modern fertility tests are the same general set of hormones for only $179. Plus, if you go to modernfertility.com toast, you can get $20 off your test. Plus, you can get reimbursed for the test through your FSA or your HSA. So if you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound information about your body can help you make the decision that's right for you. So go to modernfertility.com toast to get $20 off your test. Today's episode is also brought to you by Dipsy. Picture this. You're hanging out in your favorite spot, headphones on, and the world around you fades away. When you're listening to Dipsy stories, you immediately become immersed in a vivid world where touch, every breath, every stolen glance is felt with breathtaking intensity. So I feel like, one thing about me, like, I'm gonna read smut. And Dipsy is a 
fabulous, fabulous app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes, realistic characters. You can discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, hot and heavy hookups. They have a lot of my personal favorite trope, enemies to lovers. <laughs> They're radically inclusive. Dipsy has stories for straight and queer listeners, and 56% of stories are voice acted by people of color. You can now listen to spicy audios by, by your favorite TikTok creators. They're attentive to your every need, prioritize your pleasure, and have voices that will make you melt. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new and spicy to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories to read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com toast. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com toast, dipsystories.com toast. Thank you, Claudia. Not only do we need Turdy's menu at 40 Carats, but we also need a Turdy Dipsy collab. We need Turdy's Tales. Turdy's Tales. <laughs> Turdy's Tales. No, like Dragon Tales, less than Turdy Tales. Yeah, no, Dipsy mm. is uh, audio smut, and you should check it out. For sure. Our next story, I can't believe we're only on the third story. We've got to start making moves. Um, oh my God, we really do. <laughs> Uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift have been rumored to be dating yesterday and, you know, in the same day that the rumors giveth, the rumors taken away because a source says that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are not officially dating. Um, ET has reached out to both Taylor and Travis's reps to comment. They have not yet commented, but there are rumors circulating that they are spending time together. So we need to assess the rumors. I want to just put out there, like, I don't think these rumors are true. Agreed. For a multitude of reasons. Like, he came out a little too thirsty, a little too publicly. Like, that's not Taylor's way of dating. Like, she's just not like that. So I don't think these are true for that reason. Also, in his literal most recent podcast episode, he's wearing a John Mayer tour t-shirt. If he had been quietly seeing Taylor Swift, that's the last thing someone would do. Unless, like, maybe he didn't know. I don't know. But no. I think that they're not dating just like for different reasons, but I still also think they're not dating. Like, first of all, I just don't think that Travis Kelsey has the sensitivity to like put together the John Mayer t-shirt thing. Like, I think they could have been dating and he could be wearing that t-shirt and just not realized he seems like that sort of guy. The reason why I don't think they're dating is because I don't think that they would be compatible or like each other or they are each other's type on on its face. Right. Like, the main reason I actually didn't believe the rumors, because it's quite possibly too good to be true. Like, Taylor Swift is dating someone who's actually handsome? No. Like, no. No. Somebody who's, like, big and buff and American? Like, no. <laughs> we, we know who she likes. Like, she likes, like, Maddie Healy. She likes, like, skinny Joe Alwyn, like, Brit. That's not her type. It's quite literally too good to be true. Trust and believe. I would love absolutely nothing more. I didn't even get excited about this for one second. Like, it's so fraudulent no it's so fraudulent it's so crazy how she could really date anyone that she wanted like Jackie, she could she could literally date like if she wanted to like like prince william like hypothetically if he were single you mean yeah 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 no she like, could there's like, no man too famous or too handsome for her she is the most famous woman in the world and she is breathtakingly beautiful yeah and it's like she could get a date with anyone what happens after that date and if they want right. to go on a second one with her that's you know she has to 
figure that out. But like she could call up anyone in the world and get a date. And I just don't think that it would be Travis Kelsey, which is I can't relate to that. No, me can't neither. relate. Um, but it's not going to be him. Honestly, I ship. But you know what else I really ship? Hmm. Taylor and Jason Kelsey. Why do you keep putting her with married men, Turdy? Like, do you not support women? Because it's a fun hypothetical game. It's a fun hypothetical game. I'm having fun. You're having fun breaking up families. I'm having fun being a homewrecker. That's cool. Who do I see Taylor with? That's the, the hard part about this game is that it's actually very difficult to visualize her with someone. The hard part about this game, let me tell you the truth, is... Having the brain span to think of everyone that you're trying to think of, you know, I like yeah, forget yeah. everyone who's like single and eligible. Like my b- brain goes blank when I try yeah. and think about eligible men of Hollywood. I do have my list though. She's never go- Joe Manganiello. Mm, no, he's too big. Yeah, she's never gone for an athletic type. She goes for actors and singers who tend to be thinner. Honestly. Okay, Claudia, Josh Groban. I mean, like. But let me just say, let me just say, that couldn't happen because things that good and that perfect don't happen to people like us. Like It's true. It is perfect. Therefore, it could never be. Yeah. Also, I'm on my list. I need to take Chris Evans off. You do. There's a few people who are like in relationships right now, but they're not leaving. Like Tom Brady. Did- did you put Joe and Sophie on the list? Oh my God, no, I didn't. That's a And dark I just want to go on the record and say, like, I don't ship Taylor Swift and Joe Jonas. Like, everyone's like, they're both single. I, I don't care. Yeah, I agree. But I'm adding him. What about Jeremy Allen White and Taylor Swift? There were rumors that he might be seeing Selena, which, you know, the girlies don't girly like that. Selena, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. And also, Jeremy Allen White is seeing someone. Cool. Like, he's been spotted out with, like, the same girl, like, making out on Runyon Canyon a few times. Oh, that's real. There, I mean, he's not married, so you don't have to take him off the list. But then you're not going to consider him. Right, right. Because he's not married. Right, 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 <laughs> right. No, I don't know who the right man for Taylor is. What and- about Aaron Rodgers? Even though, again, he's an athlete, but he likes her music. Wait, that's an amazing call. And I don't think that Taylor and Shailene are so dissimilar. But see, here's the thing. The last time Taylor dated someone was Maddie Healy. And I do feel like a big part of their breakup were people being like triggered because he's like kind of, you know, a free talker. Like he just says what's on his mind. Mm -hmm. And Aaron Rodgers is kind of like that too. He's very like America. I think he's like, you know, has some strong opinions on some hot topics. And I feel like Taylor is not in the business of doing that again, like getting dragged into like you know hot button issues because the person she's dating like has you know some some hot takes some on, hot on topics is a free thinker and has free some hot topics yeah right. okay fine except I do well like refuse to believe that that's why but they broke up because that would just be like incredibly that, fucking losery that like yeah, she let yeah. her personal life like she's really into this guy and she's gonna actually like let let you know public perception affect her life I don't think that's, that's the case. Me neither. But I can't imagine that was very fun. No. Or like maybe, be, I don't know, maybe she likes a bit of danger. Living on the edge. <laughs> yeah. Edge adjacent. I just want to say I really like her and Aaron Rodgers. Me too. 
But like she travels so much. It's hard to date an no. athlete. They travel a lot. Not anymore. True. He just got the whole year off. He'll be Thanks in New York. To his and she's Achilles always in New York. Heel. And that's the song he would walk down the aisle to at the wedding because it was his Achilles heel that brought him the love of his life. And do you think that she should sing him down the aisle? I know you're against that in general, but if it was Taylor. I'm still against it. Who could sing her song? Me. Turdy. Me. Turdy's tunes. Wait, what's that from? Me. Legally Blonde, of course, when she gets oh, Professor yes. Callahan's internship. Thank you, thank you. And he then he says, screw sisterhood. How dare he? How dare he? <laughs> okay, we need to move on to our next story, okay. which will take two seconds. I like how you're like attacking me like I'm the one holding us back. I'm not attacking you. I'm attacking the show. And I'm attacking myself, honestly. It's a self-loathing sort of thing. Jackie, it's not worth it. Yeah. But this story will be brief. Dancing with the Stars cast announced. Okay. Season 32. Wow. You know, all good things <laughs> at some point must come to an end. But and it's this not isn't even good anymore. It's not going to be now because it's back on ABC. Oh. And Disney Plus. Like, it's more platformed than ever. And these are the stars that will be dancing. We heard about Ariana Maddox Mm -hmm. and yesterday you guys talked about Jamie Lynn Spears and Charity Lawson, The Bachelorette, were already announced. Now we also have Mauricio Umansky, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star and husband slash ex-husband of Kyle Richards, (laughs) singer Jason Mraz, actress Allison Hannigan, Mira Sorvino, NFL player uh, Romy. Adri- Romy. 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 NFL player Adrian Peterson. Brady Bunch star Barry Williams. Supermodel Tyson Beckford. And Harry Jowsey, Lele Pons, and Matt Walsh. The only person of extreme interest here to me is Mauricio Umansky. I don't think we've ever had a house husband on before. Right. I would imagine um, Mauricio is like far too busy being like actually successful in business to be on a show like this. Like I find this shocking. I find it shocking. Not the idea of him being on Dancing with the Stars. I think that's a cute idea. I agree. He's a busy businessman, but maybe, I don't know, he pushed all his calls till next month. Um, But what's shocking is that how much like front facing interviews he's going to be have to doing at the weirdest time in his life when he probably doesn't want to be speaking on stuff. So why would you put yourself in the lion's den where people are just going to be asking you questions about your relationship all the time? Like maybe do Dancing with the Stars next year or maybe have done it five years ago. Like I just think it's really weird that he would choose to do it now because he's going to have to be talking about what's going on in his life every single week. Yeah, like he's throwing himself in the center of the drama when right. they've been trying to avoid it. So I think that's weird. But also, the fact that he's a businessman and doing the show, don't forget that he has his other show. And so now, like, doing stuff like Dancing with the Stars is just part of his J-O-B. That's true. I forget that he's, like, a dual reality star. He also has a Netflix show, which is so crazy. Yeah. Um, I do not feel compelled to watch, but that's not or different or out of the ordinary from any other season of Dancing with the Stars. Um, Wish everyone the best. There isn't like a clear, maybe it's Lele Pons. Who you think would win? Like there's usually a clear winner where it's like someone with a lot of social media followers and who can like already kind of dance. Yeah. Does Lele dance though? Or does she do comedy? She does comedy, but she's like a young, fit, active person she's latina so she has like the beat you know yeah you know who i, I feel think like could she do could well? probably win 
I feel like Harry Jowsey could do well too. Well, the bar for like a man to do well on the show is so incredibly low. Yeah. But I agree. Or maybe Ariana Maddox. But I agree. There's not someone who, you know, has been training in dance their whole life. Heather Morrison from Glee. Charlie D'Amelio. Right, right. Charlie D'Amelio. even like D'Amelio. A, a gymnast. Remember Lori Hernandez? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a clear winner. No. Um, and you know what? Let's just make a prediction just so we can look back on this when someone wins. Read me the list one more time. Oh, wow. Okay. Mauricio, Jason Mraz, Allison Hannigan, Mira Sorvino, Adrian Peterson, Barry Williams, Tyson Beckford, Harry Jowsey, uh, Lele Pons, Matt Walls, Zochito Gomez, Ariana Maddox, Charity Lawson, Jamie Lynn Spears. I'm going to say Lele Pons. <clears throat> I like that for you. She's like tens of millions of followers. I'm going to say, I don't know, maybe Charity Lawson. Okay. They love a Bachelorette winning. They do, but the Bachelorette brand, like, doesn't have the pull it used to have, like, back when Hannah Brown and Caitlyn. But just wait till the Golden Bachelor. It's going to change everything. It's going to change everything. Did it start yet? I don't think so. (laughs) But you saw Matt James's mom is on it. I did see that, and I forgot that I saw that, but it's beautiful. So cute. So cute. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? I am. It's a little TV news because the trailer for Kardashian season four has dropped, and the trailer is trailering because it looks really fucking good. And in the clip, Courtney and Kim are on the phone in what looks to be a heated conversation. The sisters are in the midst of an explosive argument, and Kim asks, are you happy? You're a different person. You hate us. We're just all talking about it. Then Courtney responds while choking back tears saying to Kim, you're just a witch and I hate you. Not the witch. That's like so much crazier than bitch. Yeah. Witch. The the trailer does look good. It also appears that they're like, you know, altering their turn, turnaround time a little bit more. Um, it feels a little current. And I think that they kind of split their last season – Like, I think what they're filming now is us when we're watching the last episodes. No, I don't think so. I think the reason why this feels more current is because it's, like, more behind-the-scenes stuff that they teased where it's, like, we don't know when this happened. Right. Because last season ended at Christmas. I'm sure they, like, took a little break, and then this is probably, like, January, February, whereas we watched their season in May. Oh. But Courtney's pregnant. So oh right, she announced her pregnancy when in like May. So yeah, maybe yeah. maybe, or maybe well, that's yes. the end of the season. You know, right, right. Well, it still looks good, um, but it always looks good. Yeah, it does always look good. They do a really good job of teasing stuff, but that one conversation looks worth the, the whole show. Yeah, no, and it is interesting to know like we're still following along that storyline and that's not a storyline I'm fatigued of yet. Like there definitely is weirdness between them and it still feels like when we follow them on social media currently, like it does feel like there's a weirdness. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So. Like, Courtney's like never with Kim. She's never, like they both are like never promoting each other's shit. Like there's just a weirdness. Yeah. But it's just like that can't be because the family has to stay strong. So we have to work through it, everyone. It also looks like we get like a decent amount of Kylie. Yeah, Kylie's talking about how she feels more like herself than ever. She's in such a good place. 
I love Kylie content. I always wish we get more. So hopefully she'll be pulling her weight this season. I hope so. And I mean, if she's really feeling so great, like take us along. And maybe like some Timothee. Timothee Chalamet. Perhaps. Perhaps. Anyways, I'm excited. It premieres September 28th on Hulu. Which is pretty soon. So I appreciate it. I feel like. It doesn't feel like a time, lifetime away. I, yeah, I feel like the last time it was months. Months. I'm like, I don't know what I'm, where I'm going to be then. I can't get Literally. excited about stuff like that. Literally. Okay, let's get into Dear Tursters. Dear Tursters is brought to you by Seed. There are over 3.8 million posts on Instagram tagged hashtag gut health. A staggering 650 million videos on TikTok and a quick Google search will yield you over 30 million news results. Gut health, probiotics, and the microbiome are buzzing in conversation, headlines, and hashtags. Discoveries in microbiome research are transforming medicine, hygiene, diet, and the choices we make make each day for our health. With this new frontier, however, comes an overload of information and misinformation that can feel overwhelming. So it's kind of like gut mania over here, but Seed is here to help. Seed is a microbial sciences pioneering applications of bacteria to impact human and environmental health. They develop scientifically validated, clinically studied, next-generation probiotics for people and the planet. Their first product for humans, the DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic, is the only probiotic we trust and take. If you've taken probiotics before and haven't felt a difference, it's likely because the capsule isn't designed to survive your stomach acid, bile, salts, and digestive enzymes. Seed is different. Now more than ever, it's important to trust science and integrity. When it comes to learning about and maintaining a healthy microbiome, Seed is the company that we trust. So it's a plant-based prebiotic and probiotic with 24 strain that has been clinically or scientifically studied for its benefits. It's free from 14 classes of allergens that are defined by the EFSA. So the the Seed DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is helping you avoid gut mania. Head to the trusted source for symbiotics. Start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com slash toast and use code toast to redeem 30% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com slash toast. Use code toast. All right, our dear toasters today are very interesting. We have two submissions, and we have an update from the girlies. Hmm. So first up is a little bit of literature controversy, which we've never had before. Hello, Jackson Turdy. I recently published a book under a pen name that no one knows about. It's not an overnight bestseller, but the book is actually doing pretty well. So far, I've kept it completely separate from my personal life, with only a handful of people who know about it at all. Not even all of my family knows about it. I was raised very religious, with a huge emphasis on purity culture. The thing is, my book is a spicy, dark romance featuring a plus-size main character. I feel like I'm just waiting for someone I know personally to recognize me on my author's social media and expose everything. I was considering saying what the hell and just announcing the book to everyone to get it over with. But then I told my mother and she cried. Things are a little better now and she's being more supportive, but it makes me second guess if I want to deal with the judgment of other people knowing. Should I just continue living my Hannah Montana double life? Love a secret author toaster. Ooh, I feel like whichever path you choose, like, is, you know, good. This is a good, ultimately a good thing. Like, you should be so proud that you wrote a book. Um, You shouldn't be keeping it a secret based on, like, shame, though, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you should be proud of this. And I think it's best that you, like, told your mom first. And in time, I'm sure she will come around (coughs) to the idea. Probably just was, like, a little shocking. What, because it's, like, racy? Yeah. So and she's very, she said grew up like purity culture. So I'm assuming, you know, no sex till marriage. You know, you don't talk about that kind of thing. Right. So I would give her some time. But if if it's important to you to like 
put it out there with your name and everything and, and take ownership of it, then you should do that. But I feel like you went to such lengths to put it behind a pen name and, and to kind of have a hand Montana double life, which I I actually think is a nice thing in general, not just because you wrote a yep. spicy book, but because to have some like delineation and some privacy and that way you could write whatever you want. Because what if, you know, there's other issues with writing a book. What if people think it's about them? What if someone's right. offended? You know what I mean? So you get to kind of like have the perks of like getting your art out there, but protecting your privacy and your peace. So I would just like really look inward and decide what do you want? Do you want to claim ownership of this book? Or do you want to have the freedom to like have nobody in your business? Right. And then do what feels right to you because you're not doing anything wrong. You know, I know. you're not and hurting the cool anyone. Thing, the cool thing is that like romance novels are having like such a, a resurgence and they're so popular. And I think you'd be surprised like probably some of your religious girly swirly friends are like out here reading smut. Like it's kind of this um, thing that used to I really feel like there's a whole episode I'm friends about, like Rachel's reading a smut book and it's like so crazy. Like it really has been destigmatized, not to the point where it's like totally, to the point where it's like completely empowering, but it is less. So I think Jackie's right. Like, what do you want? Do you want to be proud and like be able to like post on your, with your face? I have to imagine marketing a book is very difficult when you can't use your real name or make videos. So but there's also a lot of freedom afforded with that. So like if that's what you want, you just have to decide what you want. Jackie's totally right. There's no bad option here. Yeah. But once the cat's out of the bag, you can't put it back in. So just consider that. Just consider that. Yeah. I like the idea of a pen name. It, it leaves a lot of mystery. You can write whatever you want. Yeah. The thing is when you come out, you can never go back. If you're if you're private, like you can always come out. But you can right. If it's like in. really, you know, after years you're like, desperate to come out then also there's all this build up so I don't I also don't think you need to make a decision today yeah but But how cool send us a copy yeah oh send one to Turdy Turdy Tales she'll read it for Dipsy Turdy Tales (laughs) um there's no bad decision here you really like neither one of us can answer this for you it's just like what do you want follow your heart you get what you want and this winter break you want Turdy I mean Every winter break and spring, summer, and fall. So true. Okay. Hey, girlies. I need your help. I need to decide if I'm being crazy or if I have grounds. My boyfriend of five (laughs) years, forever P-Jom, has gone away to Europe to travel for over two months. I couldn't go because of work. We have a joint spending account that we use for groceries, bills, etc. We live and have a mortgage together. He told me that he was surprised I was still using the joint account for groceries and household things while he was away because he was using his personal expenses to travel. He even said, quote, so that means I'm paying for half of your food that I'm not eating? Am I crazy for getting upset that he thinks I should fend for myself while he decided to go away and travel? Or am I being dramatic? Is this a hill I'm willing to die on? Uh, duh. It's giving cheapskate. Like, no, let your girl home. eat. Home is home. Like, home is home. Why do my habits have to change? Because you decided right. to gallivant around Europe for two months. And yes, technically, like, if we're getting extremely mathematical. Yes, technically. Yeah, you're paying for your food, so I'll pay for my food. But, like, um, hello, like, it's called chivalry and just, like, let me eat. And also, if you didn't have a conversation. It's not even chivalry. Like, she's still home. Yeah, no, and home if there wasn't home. a conversation before about yeah. how let's start, use, like, use our personal at this time, which I think would be kind of extreme, like, and unnecessary, if there wasn't a conversation, the fact that he would expect you to just, like, go and use your personal is, 
It's just like rude and unnecessary. Sorry. Plus, like he's gone. Home, home is home. And you know what? Like, yes, if we were to whittle it down, go back and forth with this guy, like, sure. Do you have a point? Yeah, I guess. Do I literally care? No, bitch. I'm home. You're traveling. Like, that's your fucking problem. I'm not changing my ways. Home is home. Home is home. Like, home tings are home tings. Yeah. No, I'm not changing the credit card on my Instacart account. Adding a new card. No, I'm not doing it. I have one thing to say. Hmm. Home is home. Yeah. That's a little, you know, small. Like, that's small. Small. Agreed. It's giving small. It's giving home is home is small. Especially because they're together five years. They have a mortgage. Like, they have a very – it's not like she's been out, like, pounding the joint account. Yeah, no. She's buying She's trying to eat. No, and it's yeah, not even like, like she's going out to restaurants to eat. Like, she's buying groceries. Also, like, what if house, some... She said household things. Wait, paper towels. What if some of those groceries are going to still be there when he gets home? And he's sure going to eat. she got a big eat. roll of toilet paper. Yeah. But what? But the few rolls that she used while he wasn't there, maybe she should pay for just those. Venmo. And start recording how many rolls she used. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's just small. Like... Small. You want to get in the nitty gritty? No, you don't. Yeah, because we'll go there. Yeah, so then she should cordon off all the groceries that she bought by the time he gets home and he can't go in that section of the fridge. Also, are we going to talk about how he's going away for months? Yeah, that's a lot. Two months in Europe. Yeah, like, clearly he's not, you know, broke because you can't go to Europe for two months if you don't have any money. So money's not really a factor for him on his big, you know, gallivanting around town, Europe. So come down. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, don't, I don't know. If, he, if he's away, he should want you to be in every comfort. 100%. Not like fending for yourself, hunting Literally. and gathering your own food. Literally making your own toilet paper. <laughs> so, so okay. all this to say, you have grounds. Oh, you're not crazy. Grounds granted and fight harder. Just keep using the joint. Yeah. No. And you know what? Get yourself a little something nice. And if he has a really big problem with it, he should come home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could talk about it at home. Yeah. Jeremy. I don't have long Alan. distance minutes. Can't talk right now. CTRN. TTYL. All right, our third and final Dear Toasters is a submission. It was actually a really um, hot button one. A girl had written in a few weeks ago that she and her husband were expecting their first child. They tried for a year, so they were really excited. And they were talking about names, and her husband let her know that he wanted to name the baby after his high school girlfriend slash first love who tragically passed away their senior year. While the girl understood the sentiment, she uh, did not want her to name that. And his mom said, just, like, settle with a middle name. Like, it's weird, but do what you got to do. Here, she wrote in. See, the thing is, there's always more to the story, Jax. Ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Hello, Jackson Turd. Congrats on your new baby boy, and welcome back. We've missed you. Speaking of babies, I've got an update for you ladies. I was a girl whose husband wanted to name their first baby girl after his first love who passed away while they were in high school. After speaking to him countless times about it, he finally opened up and told me one of his biggest secrets. His high school girlfriend was actually pregnant when she was killed. They were the only ones that knew. His first love's middle name was Elizabeth, and they had discussed giving their baby, had it been a girl, the name Elizabeth. After crying about it together, I agreed to do a spin on the traditional name. I also wanted to name her after my grandmother. So without further do-da-do, our baby girl's name is Margaret Eliza. She'll be called Maggie for short. I can't wait to meet her in a few weeks. Oh my God, that gave me chills. I know. See, the thing is, there's always more to the story. Like sometimes people are not like saying wacky things for no reason. Like, Right. It's so true. I think Eliza for Elizabeth is 
so beautiful. beautiful. I mean, maybe her name started with an M, M, M whatever it is. I that literally gave me chills when you read the name. Wrapped up with a bow on top. See, the thing is, communication is never a bad route to take, ladies. Maggie. Maggie. Margaret Eliza. But they're calling her Maggie. Yes, I love the name Maggie. You do. I call Margaret Maggie. and like I call Margaret Fish Maggie. Like, I love the name Maggie. Love it. Wow. What a great way to end I'm the so show. I'm so happy for you. Totally. All's well that ends well. Period. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. And that's our show. A gorgeous, long episode for you guys. Hope you enjoyed Tomorrow, I'm still, the schedule's up in the air, so just, you'll have to wait and see for tomorrow. I am feeling better, but um, we'll figure it out. You need to rest today. Right. The rest of the week, will be there will be shows. There'll be yes. crowds in there, but there will be shows. Yeah. But who knows when and where. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast of the Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast side stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe. Even give video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Central Public, we are at a guest box all places. Well, if you said a podcast, find us on the podcast. We are. Love ya. Bye. Love ya. Bye.